folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to The Fast and the Curious with me, Bessie Glover. And me, Residence Formula One expert and fan, Christian Hugh Gill. Greg James is usually with us uh, as we sort of talk about the world of Formula One, get to know drivers, get people on from around the sport on as different co-hosts. Usually he's with us, but it's just, it's just me and you today. We'll survive, won't we? We'll hold the fort. We are going to be talking about one of the things that has just really annoyed you the past week. Yes. It is the most ridiculous bit of Formula One news ever we've also got the small matter of an a-list hollywood star appearing on the show adam driver so we'll get onto that in a sec earlier this month we we had the best example of this ridiculousness and our formula one friends all coming together for our mercedes-benz world live show and right if you came to it thank you so much it was so lovely to see you if you didn't come and see it don't worry, you can go back and listen to it on the feed now. It's all there for you. Any highlights from it, Betty, you'd like to share? Well, I just can't stop thinking about Sam Ryder singing the Formula One theme tune. Dun, dun, da, da, dun, and then... is the high bit. It's just going round and round and round in my head. Like, we had the actual Sam Ryder, who could get Christmas number one, singing the Formula One theme tune with us on a Friday night in Mercedes-Benz world. Like, I cannot fathom. My highlight, as great as Karun Chandok was, as great as Sam Ryder was, Bradley Lord, Chief Communications Officer at Mercedes, Chloe Grant. As, as amazing as they all were, the highlight of my night was meeting 12-year-old Luke who started making F1 notes after hearing that I made F1 notes. And his dad told me how excited he was to show me his notes. And I just found it the most adorable, sweet thing. And as Greg said, the fact that this podcast seems to be making mini Christian Hugills, which which was always my aim to, to slowly but surely take over the world with um, F1 geeks like my good self. That was a lovely little special moment. So hi, Luke. Thanks, Luke and his dad for coming and keep up with the notes. He was such a little legend, Luke, but it is a bit scary that the world is going to have more Christian Hugel alikes. Why? Walking around. Well, I just think that's quite Why? a scary prospect. Look at you, mate. Honestly. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, look at you, mate? Uh... <laughs> How very dare you? Yes, I arguably like Formula One a bit too much, but I'm not that much of a bad human to hang around with, am I? No, no, no. I'm only joking. You are great. Um, Shall we talk about Adam Driver, though? The absolute Hollywood legend that we spoke to a couple of weeks ago about his new film. Yeah, well, yeah. So when we started this show, we've always been keen to go beyond getting just our driver co-hosts, who we love, all the drivers that you know we get on. We've also had team principals, your Toto Wolfs, your Zach Browns, your Mike Cracks. But we've always wanted to branch out into the wider F1 community. So we thought, you know, why not chuck in a bit of Hollywood? Yeah, do you know what? Think of this podcast as basically like walking down the grid with Martin Brundle. Drivers, mechanics, cars, let's chuck in a little bit of Hollywood royalty. It's strange thinking someone sat in front of you 
has been in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many bigger things to be on, is there, other than... Like, being on this podcast isn't going to be the highlight of his career when you've acted alongside Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's, it's so big. He's also been in House of Gucci, Girls, and he's had two Oscar nominations. And now he's spoken to us on The Fast and the Curious about Formula One and also his film Ferrari, which is out on Boxing Day. But... um. It was such a surreal moment meeting him, Christian, because I think we've sort of got to set the scene here because it was in this really posh hotel room in London, right? Mm. Like ridiculously posh that it had a massive chandelier in the middle of it that you couldn't stop looking at. Huge chandelier, wasn't it? It might be the biggest chandelier I've ever seen. It's for a thing called a junket, which is what famous like actors, singers, whatever do when they're promoting something. And loads of members of the press individually one by one speak to them right mm. and so he was sat in this room that was set up like a sort of like a movie scene all the press come in and go so adam stays there and presenters and journalists come in and go so me and betty came in sat down to do an interview then someone else comes in <laughs> no but the funniest bit christian is that we didn't just walk in sit down and get on with the interview did we I know exactly what you're <laughs> gonna say i just can't believe it so we walk into this room christian goes first yeah you had to literally duck underneath this um, rig of lights to come into this room yeah so you you duck under walk over and you just stood there right and adam driver stands up puts his hand out for you to shake it and you just turn in the other direction away from adam driver who was like Oh, excuse me, nice to meet you. Hand out, ready to be shaken. Uh, and I'm blanking the man. Completely <laughs> blanking the man. Now, I didn't obviously realise I was blanking Adam Driver, who was lovely. He stood on my left, crucially, and I've just had an ear operation, which means I'm temporarily deaf in my left ear. So I, I can see black trousers. I can't hear him because I'm deaf in that ear. And and there's a guy with his hand out. And Jimmy's going like, producer Jimmy's like, Christian, Christian, I'm like, oh, Adam. Hi. Awful start. Terrible start. Blanking a Hollywood celebrity. <laughs> but the interview did get better than that, right? <laughs> We've set the scene. We're sat in a dinky film set. Loads of lights on us. A load of people stood around us watching. And then me and Betty are entrusted to speak to an actual celebrity. Shall we find out what happened? Say yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it won't make sense if you're laughing. Say yes like a normal human. Yes, let's do it. This is me and Betty with Adam Driver ahead of the release of his new film, Ferrari. Adam Driver, hello. hello. Welcome to the Fast and the Curious podcast. All right, thanks it for having me. It is a podcast for F1 fanatics, but also those that are sort of new and getting into the sport. Oh, okay. So you're, you might be in the first camp, right? Um, no, second camp. I can't, I, the sport is very new to me. We are a Formula One podcast that's co-hosted by drivers. Mm. This is the first time we've been co-hosted by literally a driver. So you I, work right, fantastically right, yeah. well for our <laughs> podcast format. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's all downhill after this. <laughs> not at all, not at all. What was it like being immersed in this world of Ferrari? Because in anything in motorsport, you just said you're fairly new to it. Yeah. You couldn't have dived into anything with more passion and history and culture than the world of Ferrari. Right, yeah, the, the, which was made painfully aware to me every <laughs> single day as we're shooting, because we shot all in Modena. So so the, if you've been, it's, you know, the Ferrari iconography is everywhere. Ferraris are everywhere. There's the two museums. We shot majority of it during the, the summer in Modena. So the, the town vacates because it's so hot. So the people that were there 
Uh, it seemed like everybody at Modena passed through our set. Someone was uh, in the catering department one day and they were in the movie like the, the next because we were racing budget and time and it felt very much like an independent film in a way. But you, you become aware that you, you, know, you don't want to mess it up. You know, he's a mythic. Mythical uh, figure. Yeah, figure who, who you know, was a racer first. This is what I was going to ask you about. He is such a big name that transcends not just motorsport, but just sport in general. Mm. What was it like sort of having to play him? You kind of try to put it out of your mind, I guess. Yeah. is what is the, You can't honor everyone's version of who he was, and he was very much a, a different person to different people. You know, we would go to the, you know, in, in the movie that is the barber shop that he got his hair cut. The barber that is, oh, wow. is cutting his hair <laughs> is the grandson of the guy who actually cut his hair. The mausoleum in the movie is the Ferrari mausoleum. The Where the crash was is where that crash actually happened. Yeah. And there was a guy, when they were scouting, came out and, and asked Michael, what are you guys scouting for? And we're like, we're doing the crash in the Ferrari. And he was like, I was there. My brother was killed in that accident. He came so that that that's why the ending is the way it is because of, you know, Michael's relentless quest for authenticity. So in a way, it, it, it creates a special kind of magic when you're when you're shooting, even though it's not literal, it's all abstract. But. And speaking of the magic of it all, Ferrari, a brand that transcends all of motorsport, mm. our podcast focuses quite a lot on Formula One. And I'm told you went to a Formula One race as part of your preparation for this, what was that like? What was diving into the world of motorsport like for you as, as, so, as you've just said, someone who's fairly new to it? Well, it was, you know, it's like any subculture. You kind of, you have to be engrossed in it and immersed in it to understand it. Over time, just naturally adjust to it. We went to the Formula One thing in Austin was afterwards, but we raced cars uh, leading up to it. For for Michael, the mentality of a racer was his, his key into Ferrari. Someone who, had to have prolonged myopic focus. We were looking at this engine at the Ferrari factory, and he's like, it's hard not to get philosophical about an engine. And it's very much a metaphor for filmmaking. So many things have to, a million parts have to happen in synchronicity for to get one objective. And in this story, because he's, you know, kind of in a race, his business is potentially going under because he's more focused on racing than he is commercial vehicles. The mentality of a racer is someone who is calm on the surface, but is, you know, furiously paddling underneath. So that that was the key into who he was Got for us. Going on, isn't he? A multitasker, right, I right, think. Right. Yeah. Stressful <laughs> environment being Enzo Even Ferrari, saying it now, it? I'm stressful, man. Yeah. I've had a lot of coffee, so it <laughs> could be that too. You said, um, did, did you try racing yourself? Yeah, we, we raced like these uh, Rebels, these open wheel single seaters in California. Mm. And then there's some Mazda Miatas. Then we raced Ferraris in Modena. And then they let me take a, the chassis out. They didn't put the skin on it yet. Of, of I think, the 801 that was used in the movie. And wow. that was that was terrifying. You was know, it? Well, because you, you're just very... I'm, I'm so big and these cars are so small. Are you a good uh, driver? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't, I don't drive as fast as I, I did when I was 18. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm really good. Something I couldn't help but notice in all the pictures I'd seen of you before watching the film was like myself, got a fantastic head of dark hair. Like right. your set. You can't compare your hair to Adam Driver's hair. The colour, maybe. Adam's got considerable of it a better hairline than me, but the colour's not me. <laughs> See where I'm shinier. going Shinier. Adam's got shinier hair. But it takes a village. That. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. 
But, I'm pointing that way because she's over there. The, 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 the Amy Kamarowski. Like, who makes it look shiny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looks she comes incredible. In, they, they, I'll exactly. get her details before we go. <laughs> but then as soon as the film starts, you're playing Enzo, who's yeah. a bit older than you, and he's got a fantastic head of grey hair. You made me feel a lot better about my current worry, which is going grey, oh, which yeah. has started. Did it make you feel better looking at this older version of yourself, thinking, hey, I look good here? Like, I look great. You look great uh, with gray hair. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to embrace it. It's, it's, it's happening uh, now to me also. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, it's, uh, but I'm, I'll, I'll just go with it. So you're going to embrace it and go with it rather than because that's my current battle. You see, I think so. I think I'm just going to like let, let it happen and not, not try to mess with it. But I we'll, think we'll this see. film has changed my tact. Mm. I yeah, think I look at gonna... Ferrari and I'm like, I, I'm going to do great. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well, we thought so. That, that we thought this must make you feel yeah. better about the aging process. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe no. I don't think anyone's gonna, anything's going to make me feel better about the aging mm. process. Uh, you yeah, helped me, maybe. so thank you. Yeah, okay, okay, well, good. Enzo, during these events, was 59, right? You're 20 years younger than him. Yeah, what at the time it? where I shot it, yeah, yeah I was 38. What, what was it like playing someone that much older? That must be quite hard. Yeah, I I did one before called White Noise, where I played the character 10 years older, and this one is 20 years older. The prosthetics were massively helpful. This guy, Alexis Continente, who did the wig, actually. Yeah. That, another so that's another option. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Scott Wheeler who did the the prosthetics. Mm. Uh, but you know, that's the trick with playing people who are old. Sometimes you you know try to play them as if they uh, you know have to in, embody age. But people are pretty spry late in life, mm, so true. young at heart and all that. Yeah. Adam, just finally before we let you go, you spent so much time by a motorsport track. Mm. It's become a thing on our podcast that our listeners all over the world have started to kiss the tracks that they're at. Ah. We won't explain the full story because we've not got much time. It involved a listener called Anne. It's a long story. Oh, okay. Were you tempted to kiss it at all when you were, because the emotion of it all, were you tempted to kiss the track? Kiss the track? Yeah, our listeners like, have started. You, you know football fans, kiss, kiss the oh, pitch. Yeah. No, no, I went to, well, I went to, um, no, oh, I didn't know that, but I, I went to the uh, Indy 500 and everyone kisses the bricks. Did you? You know? okay, yeah. yeah, so I did that. Did you? I did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam well, Driver has kissed the track. Yeah. What's all excuse? Full on on your hands and knees Yeah, 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 yeah. Kiss wow. the bricks. Yeah, and yeah. That is how we know you're a proper motorsport fan now. Welcome, Adam. You're <laughs> very you welcome. Thank you very much, yeah. You can come back. That, that, <laughs> that's all it took, yeah. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much for being on all the right. Fast of the Curious, Adam. Good luck with the film. Adam Driver, ladies and gentlemen, star of the new film, Ferrari, uh, Betty, what did you think? <laughs> he was so, so nice. And I'm just obsessed with the fact that basically we've we've talked about what this setup's like with loads of people watching. There's also somebody there that is timing because you have to do these interviews literally to the second. You, have, you can't yeah. go over your allotted time slot. So this guy is literally doing the rap sort of signal movement at us. Like, come on. You've done your last question. Just whirling around his finger. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. And Christian's just like, no, 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 no. I've got to get in this final question. <laughs> we hadn't talked about kissing the track and I really wanted to. And team principal Greg James really wanted us to. So I thought, sorry, asked one more. And I'm so glad I did. Sorry, Matt. They all seemed fine at the end. They were okay. But I, I'm obsessed with the fact that he kissed the track at the Indy 500 and we got Anna mentioned. <laughs> the film's good, and, and they but they talk about the film all day, don't they? I bet they're screaming out for something a bit different. I bet he loved the fact that I said he got he looked great with grey hair, which he really does. Don't think I'm just being nice to his face. The man looks fabulous in the film. He looks great with his grey hair. It was really cool learning about the film, but also like the really intricate little things about the film. Like the barbershop in the film is actually Enzo's old barbershop. Yeah, and the geeks will love that. 
the Ferrari geeks will really like that. Um, well, you can see it all come to life, except Adam Driver kissing a track in Ferrari, which is out in cinemas on Boxing Day. Good, good time to bring out a film, because by Boxing Day... I'm ready to leave the house personally, even whether it's take the dog or actually going out on a Boxing Day little voyage to the cinema. Good idea that for me. So take your whole family, any Christmas dinner leftovers, put it in a Tupperware box. Um, those cinemas going to stink of pigs and blankets and turkey. Do that. In fact, don't do that because that's just sick, isn't it? I, I tell you what, that's a bit of a pet peeve of mine. People who bring their own things to the cinema. No, I, just, just. I'd rather sit next to somebody that was eating like a pig in blanket, like quietly, than sitting next to someone that was eating like really. You know when people eat popcorn and it's really loud and it's like, yeah. Fair enough, but I, it really irritates me when you sit next to Susan, who's brought the kids with her, and they sit down, and then they're rustling through the bags to get out, oh, you know, the kitchen sink. And it's like, Susan, seriously, just put your, go and buy your kids some popcorn and stop rustling through your bags. Susan can do whatever she wants, Christian, on Boxing Day. If she wants to go to the Ferrari film with... All sorts in her bag. She can do it. Right, moving swiftly on. Any other business? Um, do you want to talk about this thing that's annoyed me then? This is the only other thing we're going to talk about on this podcast, okay, Christian? Because it's just so funny that you are so, so annoyed by it. And it really shouldn't surprise you as a massive F1 geek and a massive F1 fan. It shouldn't surprise you this because the world of F1 is just absolutely ridiculous. Mm. But there's obviously been a name change on the grid, which is... Um, it's a bit obscene, isn't it? Yeah. So last year on the podcast, we talked about, or last F1 season, we talked about Alfa Romeo, home to Valtteri Bottas and Joe Guanyu. That team's a really hot topic in F1 because in two years, that team becomes Audi and it's all very exciting. But the Alfa Romeo sponsorship's finished. It's not really Alfa Romeo. It's just a sponsorship deal. Which I'm quite sad about because now it's gone. I actually really like the name Alfa Romeo. Well, gone. RIP. But... Audi have got another two years before they enter the sport because they can't come in until the new engine rules come in. So they've got another couple of years. So there's a sort of two-year window where this Formula One team, which has historically been in the sport as Sauber, has now got a different name. So the artist, formerly known as Alfa Romeo, will in 2023 be called Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. <laughs> Oh, what a fantastic move that is from Valtteri Bottas in the Stake F1 team, Kick Sauber. <laughs> really, guys? What? what st- stake F1 team, Kick Sauber? What? What does the kick mean? What's the kick there for? Kick are a thing. Kick's a sponsorship thing. It's a community-driven live streaming platform based on a creator-first model. My favourite of all the models, creator-first model. I've long said that. So, so you know... Good for Kick. If they want to sponsor the podcast, I'll change my mind. I think it's a great name. So are you just flat out refusing then to to call them by their full name? Knowing that Alfa Romeo have been on their way out, I've been creeping into Sauber already. I've definitely said Sauber on this podcast. I will be calling them Sauber. But this is a bit of a thing with mine with Nets. Stop messing about with names. And listen, the, the, the Christian Explain F1 world bit of this podcast is that teams can sell naming rights. It's been, I don't know, like it's been Aramco Aston Martin before. No one's actually calling it Aramco Aston Martin. Just like I will not be saying, oh, what a good weekend it was for Joe in the Stake F1 Team Kicks album. No, 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 you will. You will be saying, you will be calling them by their full name. Me and Greg are going to call them by their full name. So are you, mate. Absolutely not. I'd rather resign. So, So names are a bit of a thing for me. I'd rather 
people just stick to simple names because that's what all the fans called them. I, I even struggle a little bit, I'll be honest, with Alpine. That is Renault's posh car brand. And it's like, oh yeah, but guys, you're Renault. I get that. I get that. It's a car brand. So people do call it Alpine, like Alfa Romeo is a car brand. So people called it Alfa Romeo. Fine. I get that. Yeah. And also Alpine is, it's simple, it's short, it's sort it's easy to say. But Christian, you're the one that is obsessed with the sports. So you're going to have to treat it with a bit of respect, please. If they've said this is their name, this is what you've got to call them. No, no, I'm Steak F1, Team Kick, Sauber. Bottas was amazing no. for Steak F1, Team Kick, Sauber. I thought <laughs> the other day. Steak F1, Team Kick, Sauber. By the way. However, Betty, not an hour before we pressed record on this podcast at the time of recording, there has been some breaking. <clears throat> Steak F1, Team Kick, Sauber news. <laughs> Steak F1, Team Kick, Sauber. <laughs> Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that feature will stick quite as well or stake quite as well as McLaren News has, but they've released a statement. Go on then. It reads, It seems our recently released team name has been getting a lot of attention. While we're not ready to unveil the final result yet, we are aware of what's at stake. <sighs> Rest assured, we're on a mission to unleash the most exciting team identity this team has ever seen. Gone are the days of short and sweet. We're cooking up a feast. What's going on? So they know it's ludicrous and they're going to add to it. But the mad thing for me is that is that this, is, this isn't a long-term thing because they'll be called Audi, so... To call it Sauber! Because it's not... And also we should say goodbye to the Sauber name because it's been a thing for a long time and it's been... Call it Sauber, everyone. Call it bloody Sauber. But the, the, the truly exciting thing is that I will look forward to is it, there might be a different colour. Might get a different colour in Formula One oh. because it won't be the Alfa Romeo black slash white and red. So we get to do some livery chat in the new year, which I'm looking forward oh, to. Fantastic. Love a little bit of livery chat. What's the... Don't be sarcastic. Don't pretend you don't enjoy the colours of the cars coming out because you do. No, I like Mercedes and I like Ferrari's colours. All the rest are rubbish, are they? McLaren sometimes pull it out of the bag. <laughs> I like the chrome on the McLaren. Not easily impressed, are you? (laughs) What colour is this, is Team Kick? Like what, as a company, what colour do you think they are? Well, it looks like it's all Alfa Romeo red at the moment. Yeah, it looks red and white. So I don't know if that necessarily means it's going to still be red. I hope not. There's no yellow in Formula One and that annoys me. I like yellow. We had Jordan back in the day, then we had Renault. Mm. I'd like them to be yellow. I still won't call them Alfa Romeo click team whatever it is but i'd like it to be yellow please if if you're listening we'll soon find out this is all the exciting stuff everyone's got to look forward to in 2024 Mm. well we'll check back in on on what color it is at the start of the next season and see if we're remotely right with our color predictions Uh, and we'll be back next week in that nice Christmas and New Year gap. So I don't know what day it will be. And we never know what day our podcast drop anyway. So just click subscribe, click follow. We always say it's really important to know when the podcast drops. Because uh, I've been on my travels, Betty. Uh, we're doing an F1 Academy 2024 preview special with a guest who we've never had on before. In fact, two, <gasps> yes! two new guests, two new driver co-hosts. Williams F1 Academy driver, Leah Block, and W Series legend, Jamie Chadwick. You asked us to get them on. You asked, we delivered. So if there's anything else you want to know about that or about F1 Academy or 
anything going into the new season. Anything you like, really. Anything. Fast Curious Pod on Instagram and TikTok or fastandcurious at acast.com is the email address. Betty, thanks for talking to me about Formula One this year. I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're literally back next week, but, you know, Christmas is in it. So I feel like we have to do a thing of like, thanks so much for listening this year. And then we'll be back in a few days, but you know what I mean? Yeah, thank you so much, Christian. I've loved listening to you talk about F1 today. I must admit, and all season, actually. I'm a deeply interesting man, that's why. Yeah, well, thanks. And also thank you to Adam Driver. And thank you as well to everyone at Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. Great name. Merry Christmas. Call it Sauber. Merry Christmas from Sauber. Stake F1 Kick Team Sauber. Sauber. I can say it really fast now. It just rolls off the tongue, actually. Sauber.